welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Welcome back, everyone. We are almost two weeks into the process known at Married at First Sight, which means... What, Christy? The housewarmings. Yes, all the friends and family. Mm-hmm. But approximately two per couple. Right. Because, because we have to have... We have to have that sort of break-in period before that of the honeymoon and moving in. And then you have to really... You have to introduce those loved ones so that you can have them just investigate examine the relationship in front of them and determine if it's gonna make it how they're doing all those those fun fun things it also serves the purpose of venting a little bit about your spouse oh absolutely that that too because i'm sure that a lot of those questions are producer generated Oh, a hundred percent. Because they're the same ones we hear every year. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got to get those out there. So we'll we'll get to all of that fun stuff. But I feel like we need to rip off the band aid before we do that. With Dominique and McKinley. Yes, I don't even know them as Dominique and McKinley because I always just write Dom and Mac. Because I can't spell either of their names. (laughs) Yeah, we pick up with the cliffhanger from last week where she said she's over it. Mm -hmm. And shockingly, maybe this shouldn't have been shocking, but to me it was. She says she wants a divorce. After Pastor Kyle presses her like over and over again, what does that mean? Right, because she, she couldn't or wouldn't define it immediately and so he kept asking the question what does that mean and eventually we did in fact get to the d word no not decision day divorce pastor collins of telling her 25 was too young to get married which they knew her age when they picked her well I feel like it was a little, it was a little weaker than that. It, it struck me as more of like, because cause he kind of asked like, do you think maybe, or or maybe we need to consider that 25 was too young, something like that. It wasn't quite like a, a super harsh thing from him. But I also don't think 25 is necessarily too young. Like there are 25 year olds who would, who could do this process and it would be fine. I'm kind of wondering <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's where the silence is. I'm, I'm thinking about that because I'm not, I'm not one hundred percent sure about that. Uh, but we can, we can definitely revisit that in a moment. But how do you think Mac responded to all of that? He seemed disappointed let down he said he was embarrassed too which it is a little embarrassing if your marriage ends on day 12 not even two weeks yeah not even two weeks and and sort of kind of only a week and a half because before this conversation happened last last week before the cliffhanger and everything we found out that they hadn't actually talked since day nine when they had that move-in sort of fight yeah. So technically their marriage was over a week and a half, which on day 9. Yeah, day 9, which is not not, not super great. Um and I did I I wanted to take a little bit right now to kind of talk about this whole relationship, especially if we jump forward to the after party. It seemed like Dominique was 
and I I didn't fully catch. I think was she talking about comments on the internet about her age specifically, or just in general there? Because she seemed she was hurt by the fact that people, either Pastor Cal or the internet, were kind of honing in on her age as being I'm, a factor, uh, like a major factor here. I'm not sure when this After Party episode was filmed because, like, what are we are, what, nine episodes in? So I guess it could have been filmed less than nine weeks ago once episodes had started to air. Mm-hmm. And maybe she saw some internet comments. So it's possible, but it could have also been filmed before. Okay. The season started, which I guess would be then she's referring to Pastor Kyle's comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so let's let's dig into that a little bit. So you you don't seem to think that the age was was a big factor there. No, not the age on its own, because I think maturity is more of a factor here, and also obviously like the other partner. Okay. So I just think it was a bad match combined with the fact that she couldn't get over his living situation and I guess some maybe off-camera stuff that she keeps referring to that we've never seen from Mac. Sounds like he's kind of a little bit of a different person when the cameras aren't rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I'm a, I, have, I have some conflicting thoughts perhaps because one, I... I don't think it would be at all fair to try to like heap a lot of blame onto her for for this because obviously there are two people in a marriage and when you're in a marriage with McKinley perhaps that is uh, even more of a burden. <laughs> you know, it's 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 hard to know. I I think I do disagree with you a little bit i don't think that being young is this huge uh, like terrible factor in terms of marriage in general even though statistics do show that younger marriages can have a harder time and more younger marriages do end in, in divorce but like individually i think marriage itself not as big a deal i don't know about youth plus married at first sight specifically so you think people that are older will have a better chance of navigating this process potentially again i we I just, see a lot of we see a lot of failure here yes particularly last season with mitch so it just seems like getting being older doesn't necessarily mean it'll work because you could be more set in your ways by that point and unwilling to compromise. <laughs> I think, I think the conclusion we are dancing around here is that perhaps no age is good <laughs> to be unmarried at first sight. That's yes, that's the uh, real truth. Because because you uh, this you process have, doesn't work. You have opposite <laughs> opposite problems. No, I I think it it can it can work. I just and this is just my own experience and and knowing other people in my life. I just like younger people can kind of be idiots and not yeah. not in a bad way, not in a bad way at all. It's just you lack that perspective of of life sometimes. And it, so it can be kind of difficult to, in my opinion, throw a younger person into this situation. Uh, because I do think that maybe being a bit older would have given her a little bit more grace for, like I'm talking about like his, his living situation specifically, for example, like and and having more of that that context of of understanding how how some of that can go perhaps um so i do see that potentially feeding into it but i think 
also you have the reality that I just don't think she could handle Mac's personality. Yeah, because even like on the honeymoon before she even officially saw his living situation, she was already just really irritated with him. Yeah, the complaining definitely was a turnoff. So the question I have for you then is because I think you have been of the opinion since the start that their relationship was doomed for failure, possibly. Um, Yeah, or maybe once they got to the honeymoon, it shouldn't have happened. It was all downhill for me. So, so my question is because I don't, I don't think that at least this podcast. Okay, I don't know about those other podcasts or other people, but I don't think that there is a whole lot of sort of grief from our perspective that they didn't work out. Like, I'm not convinced that they had a huge shot. But my question is, how do you feel specifically about calling it so early, not going through the entire process and giving that a chance? Um, I don't know, like, contract-wise how this works because I know, like, I've heard something about a $50,000 penalty if you quit before. So I'm not sure how they're letting some of these people end early because usually you have to be available for like the whole filming process. But I also don't think there's any point in dragging it out if you know it's not going to work. Like why live together for eight weeks if you're sure? I mean, she had that whole like maybe thing at the end of the episode, but it seemed like she to me that she was done yeah i i i know pastor kyle like mentioned oh you guys are like quitting before you even get started but like it just seemed if you've if she's actually made up her mind and there's no saving it like what's the point of dragging it out well i definitely think putting the word out there saying divorce i think that definitely is like you can't unring that bell no once you say that that is the end (laughs) right so but i guess i i wonder because obviously you never you never know and it's like people people are weird and so i guess even though because right couples failing you know, saying no at decision day or saying yes at decision day and then breaking up a couple weeks later or like five minutes later, whatever it is, right? That happens a lot, no matter who you are. And so I guess for my thought process, part of me wishes that they had stuck it out a bit longer just to, not even that they would succeed, but just from the fact that like how do you how do you expect there to be any adjustment or any learning or any growth if you just throw in the towel like that that's that's probably my biggest issue with how it happened not even that I think she was wrong or that because if he really is as flip-floppy as she is described that would be a massive pain in the butt that's very true. Yeah. So is it even is it even worth it to give him a little chance to like see about snapping out of that and and kind of improving his attitude? I think based on what she has said on after party the last couple of weeks, I think the answer to that is no. I also think it would have been more entertaining if they had stuck it out <laughs> for the audience cuz we get to see them butt heads for the next 6 weeks or whatever. But I also think she just didn't like him. That seemed to me to be pretty apparent from like midway through the honeymoon mm-hmm. after the horse riding incident and a couple other things that it just seemed off and awkward between them. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to come back from that. Once you get to that place of of actual, not not even just apathy 
or like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about this person. But once you get to that place of the mind is kind of made up there, like, hmm. Yeah, there was that whole airplane incident as well with the middle seat and the first <sighs> class thing. And then you add his basement dwelling Mm-hmm. And his attitude when he went to her apartment. I mean, it's just a whole list of things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I guess I also feel like, because we, we can sit here like Pastor Cal and be like, hmm, was the age a factor here? Uh, but you also have to look at the other side of the marital equation as well because as as i see it just based on the footage we showed as well as some of the additional context she gave which i mean it seems believable i don't have i don't have really any reason to distrust that and so max strikes me as someone who perhaps has a bit of a chip on his shoulder has some like pride type struggles because like he's always been very focused on that like sort of avoiding embarrassment and so he really like goes off the deep end if he's put in a situation where they're is embarrassment or could be embarrassment like i think that's a big part of why the horse thing was such an issue because he like got pooped on and that was humiliating for him it wasn't like it wasn't something that could just be laughed off because it was a big deal to him even though right like that's not serious like you didn't really get pooped on like you're in the water maybe maybe a you know a pearl floated by you but like it's horse poop that's it's not a big deal it's in the water like all this stuff and that was a, a big thing for him i think that as much as her like not giving him a shot when it comes to like him living in the basement and everything as much as that's a problem i think it's equally as much a problem how he responded to her reaction like the fact that he took that very personally like because he felt embarrassed about that it seemed he felt like you know he maybe wasn't wasn't measuring up to some standard and so while her expectations perhaps may have been too high in certain areas i think that at every turn how he responded to that really hurt their relationship and really kind of dragged them down. Yeah, I also think it seemed like he was fully aware of like how it would look where he was living and he didn't instead of like owning that and just being like, "Hey, this is where I am. This is my plans. This is the reasoning." It seemed a little more sheepish and like embarrassed to me, so I'm wondering why he even came on the show with that knowing that's of course they're going to show this i mean i think he was probably hoping or assuming that that it wouldn't be a big deal or you didn't think that through it's just why i bring up some of the pride thing is because to my mind it kind of explains a lot of what seems like it ha- happened behind the scenes like the fact that he would be talking to her about one thing and then go in a different direction because like Mm -hmm. be like oh no i'm actually gonna lose face if i do this i'm gonna i'm gonna you know maybe be a laughing stock or i'm gonna have to deal with pastor cal asking some particularly pointed questions at me or you know the thing just things like that and i don't think he could handle it yeah even the thing about um after their Pastor Kel conversation and she had sent him a text afterwards and he just completely like dismissed it, acting like I'm not interested. But then at the group convo, he's like, oh, maybe there would be a chance. Like he's now all of a sudden open to it. 
in a public setting. Mm -hmm. Which, to, to be fair, she also succumbed to that peer pressure as well because she was... She should not have done that. No. Uh, I mean, we might as well briefly mention that because the the end of the episode here is their two and a half week group potluck with everybody and i was actually i was surprised that they showed up well they kind of had to inform everybody so this is probably like their last hurrah i think um ben and morgan did the same thing last season as well you gotta tell everybody what happened but yeah i wasn't expecting the whole like I guess Nicole to be as persuasive as she was to get Dominique to. I don't. I don't think she was even persuasive. It was just the, the peer pressure that Dom felt for because Nicole is a bit of an intense person, and then right, you're in the group of all these people, and everyone else is not getting divorced except you. Uh, still, though, once you say divorce, to then go back and say, well, maybe. Well, they haven't actually gotten divorced yet, okay? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a bit it's of a very s- uncomfortable, sad and disappointing thing. And then she there. has to walk it back when she and Dom or she and Mac talk afterwards, mm-hmm. and admits to the whole peer pressure thing. And then she says she wants to be friends, which Mac is not a fan of. <laughs> understandably no which i also i don't know they have such a solid age gap that at some level it kind of is weird to just be like yeah dom's just this or max just this you know 35 year old or 34 year old however he is he's old and crusty you're really gonna uh, think that he's gonna ascend out of his basement lair and and go clubbing with the 26 year old (laughs) i feel like he probably will leave nashville remember his mom (laughs) wanted him back in michigan anyway so his mom is thrilled right now (laughs) very happy (laughs) see this was the outcome she always wanted no i don't want to say that but probably i mean it is she offered him fifty thousand not to do the show in the first place Oh, man. Well, uh, talk talk to me briefly about the uh, conversation Dominique had with her mom, and then we can move on to slightly brighter pastures. the mom was disappointed because she signed her up. (laughs) So (laughs) this is just, man, the the parent involvement this season has been a lot. (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love that question. Are you still dead ass set on your decision? <laughs> Mom was just hoping beyond hope this can be saved. Mm-hmm. Even asked, did Mac have enough time to change? I don't know if he did or not. Twelve days or nine no. days is pretty short. No, he did not. The 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 question is, should she or we care about that? And perhaps the answer is maybe not. I mean, she's having this conversation with her mom after she's already said the word divorce. So the ship has sailed, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's over. It It's over for sure. <laughs> they're, they're done. And they will not be speaking to each other ever again. Nope, it is over. As... Mac gets reabsorbed into his mother's arms. <laughs> Man, well, too bad we didn't get that footage. We could have seen her smile for the first time. Wow. <laughs> the prodigal son returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where do you want to go next? Let's do Clint and Gina. Who? Now, this is a couple who, I guess, decided to give it one last shot and actually move in. Mm-hmm. Unlike Dom and Mac. Yeah, they they are they are on the separate bed slash separate bedroom train for now, but that is still more positive 
than the alternative. <laughs> yeah, the separate bed thing is not the best sign, but at least they're in the same apartment. Right. To me, it at least signals some willingness to like, okay, we are going to try to be closer together. We are going to try to give this a shot. Even versus, though, you know, even though they were in the same bed in the honeymoon. Look, we're not talking about the honeymoon anymore, okay? The honeymoon is past, right? They didn't have the budget for two beds. <laughs> They're in, in the resort. Uh, no, it's just, this, this is real life now, Christy, okay? It's not a honeymoon. No. Okay? So, yes, in, in some respects, it is a, a step backwards, but it is less of a step backwards than the alternative and again hopefully it is a bit uh, an indicator that they are going to actually legitimately give this a shot particularly on Gina's side of things because she was the one who is very much not on board with with moving in he seems like he's at least on the surface more committed to continuing this yeah we see a chat with his friend andrew they're playing frisbee mm -hmm. and i love how diplomatic he tries to be he's like you know we've had challenges <laughs> <laughs> to say the least uh -huh. he says no physical gravitation towards each yes, other this, this this is the most freaking hilarious quote that hands don't want to go seeking certain areas <laughs> i guess we don't want to feel each other up that's, that's just that's such a a strange way of saying that he's also trying to find attraction from the inside out which i guess could work i guess that's kind of another way of saying like attraction growing over time yeah he is going to do his best to adjust and find find the physical attraction. Even if she's not as slender as he's used to dating. <laughs> well, hopefully he'll get past it. I man, what how like this would be such a rags to riches victory from the jaws of defeat story if they can get their crap together after <laughs> after <laughs> after the the slender comments and and then the ginger rebuttal i mean i think in some ways they are still stuck on those physical comments though i think it's hard to come back from gingery features yeah, they I mean they 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 have a long way to go. If they can let go of those comments and forgive and move past that, they they might make it, maybe. So they have, this is the episode everyone has to have like this themed party and so Yes, are you not familiar with throwing themed housewarming parties? Yeah, well, I feel like I only see them on this show, but... Well, I'll tell you the reason why. The reason why is because their apartments have no personality whatsoever otherwise. Yeah, they are pretty Because they're all plain. the same. They're all the same apartment in the same building with the same fixtures and everything. <laughs> and so they make them have a theme. Decorate So that it's, it's more visually interesting uh, for us and i'm sure just as a couple bonding exercises this is all very uh you know this very scientific okay so <laughs> that's a huge part of it as well it has nothing to do with having just moved into apartment and having nothing in there so yeah both of their friends come over i feel like the rest of the friend visit was pretty positive with the two of them. There wasn't any drama or anything. Clint says they're on a positive track. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, they look. You're not gonna mention their theme after after all of that. I mean, they they we had the uh, 
sort of the mes- Mexican fiesta that uh, Clint was wanting to plan last week. And they had margaritas. They had temporary tattoos. They just had they had fun. Yeah, it was. It looked like a good time. And even uh, according to Gina, the the positives do outweigh the negatives. That's something well, she said. That is that is that's some that, good math there. There. That is incredible given the last few weeks so everything is okay for the moment as i put in my notes are they headed in a better direction dot 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 question mark question mark it seems like it's possible they might be i just shocked silence for me (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. well we can move on to nicole and chris Okay, I feel like I want your opinion of her friend lunch um, and everything Nicole said there. I think the main thing I got out of this was that Nicole is waiting for the other shoe to drop or for there to be some big argument or disagreement it feels like she's always like doesn't trust that it's good she's she's she's, she does seem a bit like a uh i guess a a bit of a worrier yes and i guess maybe she's since she's a pretty intense person it's always like oh my goodness like high stakes when when is because she said something about how, like, she thought he was too nice initially and that he wouldn't stand up to her. Um, and then, as you mentioned, like, the whole thing with the other shoe dropping, like, that he compliments her a lot. And she's like, well, but is that real? Though, to be fair, she does say that she thinks he is, I think, I think she said, like, a thousand percent sincere something like that yeah i think it also goes along with her asking every day if today was a decision day uh, i am with pastor cal that she should drop that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i think we all are with pastor cal that that she should probably drop that because it, it's just not constructive right and it just feeds into that whole perception she has that's that fear that she'll somehow be the one to screw up their marriage when i mean i think they are both equally as likely to ruin their marriage (laughs) (laughs) i don't think either of them has has an edge there so So we see them prepping for the party and she decides to pull out this combination flamingo. It's a, yes, it's a flamingo theme, okay? It's flamingos and mingling. <laughs> well, <laughs> this shirt, though, was like half flamingo, half pink stripes. Yeah, it was definitely, so odd. it was a bold, a bold choice. Uh, a little PTSD hearkening back to Shirtgate from oh, last no. season. <laughs> uh but at least she gave him the choice whether or not to wear it. And he, after hemming and hawing a bit, finally says no. I'm still not totally convinced that she was okay with his turning it down. I what mean, do you, I think what do you think? She, I think she was hoping he would wear it and was trying not to guilt trip him too much. But she also made sure to say, I'm glad you told me and like spoke up for yourself. Well, that's what she tells him because she doesn't want to just steamroll him all the time. But I still do wonder a little bit if part of her was like, mm, you son of a gun. I can't believe. I just, why would, I just don't know why you would buy a shirt like that in the first place. Because it fits the flamingo theme, okay? But it was so like unfashionable. 
it's not about fashion it's about bonding as a couple you get you can't like why would you subject him to having to like do that you you really think that's so bad to wear a ridiculous looking shirt for a couple hours come on like on the surface no like they're not going out in public at least give him one that looks good but (laughs) anyway (laughs) well you also you didn't mention that his food suggestion was shot down i I don't remember what he suggested so he he volunteered to make something. It didn't go with the theme, I'm guessing. Well, according to her, it didn't go to the theme. Um, I mean, I feel like she was kind of the one driving the the theme. Oh, one hundred percent. I just thought that there was maybe some tension with that. I think he gave in there to whatever she wanted. Yeah. So exactly. Will that tension grow? Not sure. Maybe. Uh, give me your impressions of what their friends uncovered about their relationship. Well, her friends, or at least Julianne um, in particular, said, don't let her bully you. Yeah, that was a that big thing. Very... They were kind of separating. <laughs> off. No, I'm going to tell him how not to let you bully him. I guess her friends know her pretty well. Mm-hmm. So Chris says to her friends that um, she gets more upset than he does. I guess she's a little more, like, volatile or whatever and more strong and opinionated than he is. So he doesn't want to be a pushover. So the friends warn him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very consistent theme here. Yeah, I mean, she's a pretty intense person. Yeah. That's just that's just how it is. I did have to bring up the flamingo shirts again. Yes. Well, the I think she said on After Party that one of the friends ended up taking them home or something. <laughs> so I guess they went to good use. Look, you're going gonna to turn down a heinous-looking flamingo shirt? Come on. That's it. Because, see, I'm, I view that as being something hilarious (laughs) so i i see things more from her perspective like why wouldn't you like it's ridiculous yes absolutely 100 percent. it's ridiculous that's the whole reason you do it because you can be ridiculous together then and that's now a point an extra point of the relationship where yeah we're cool with each other we're we're bonding we're doing the both like still the two of us, same ridiculous thing. But no, some people get all in their heads about fashion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Christy, Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I think it was tacos that Chris wanted to do. That's what I'd written down that Nicole told, oh, yeah, some told kind his of, friends. Some kind of taco, I guess. But I guess that doesn't go with flamingos. No, instead they did some sort of chicken teriyaki and and something else. And oh yeah, there were some chocolate cookies of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all I have for them for now. Yeah, we can move on to Kirsten and Shaquille. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like once again we didn't get a ton from them. No, not at all. And I'm hoping that now we only have four couples to focus on they can start blooming into some screen time here yeah five couples is a lot for an hour and a half now that they've shortened it yes and i mean that may be a big part of it uh maybe maybe they shortened it because they lost the couple perhaps uh but and he's like, oh, we can use that footage. You know, like we can use that airtime for something else because uh, they're gonna they're gonna go home. <laughs> they're, they're not gonna be here. There were a couple times where I thought that we were about to start getting more footage from them, and then <laughs> it like cut away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like when they had that diary cam uh, moment of Shaq putting air in her tires, and then there was another moment later where it's like, oh, we're getting no, no, back to the other couples. <laughs> 
Yeah, we really pick up with them at the friend party mm-hmm. where Shaq's friends and Kirsten's cousin and her husband arrive. Right. They specifically invited two married couples, one from him, one from her, because they really need that married couple wisdom. Yes, and we also need them to ask, how romantic did the honeymoon get? Mm-hmm. But they reveal there hasn't been no consummation. Yeah, there's there's no there's no consummation of two <laughs> when the one guy because they're just they're just at, at at their kitchen counter across from each other, and the one guy's like, "I'm not getting kiss energy." <laughs> <laughs> th- th- thanks, my dude. He is right. So Shaq chats with her friends and wonders if he's being too patient. I don't remember what they told him, but I think it's a valid question. What do you think? Um, I would say not, but they also need to be having conversations about it or about whatever he thinks he's being too patient about because they have a limited amount of time okay. to work through things. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I personally, I think he is being too patient because from what we've maybe seen and maybe he's doing more that we don't see but it it seems like his patience borders on if not sits solidly within like inaction because right you can be patient while still making strides and efforts and again i don't want to say oh he's just ignoring that part of their relationship because he's trying to give her time or whatever but maybe not but i do think he is being too patient if that's the case because like festival stuff is it's a it's a snowball it builds on itself so like you should be actively pursuing that whether that just means let's just like sit next to each other and like really next to each other and like schedule some time and just like watch a movie naked i don't know i'm just like (laughs) like you gotta take some steps it's it's it boggles my mind sometimes seeing these couples and just that it appears a lot of the time that they just expect this stuff to materialize out of thin air it's like one just we're just gonna mind our own business and then one day we're just going to want to have sex with each other. Sometimes I wonder what they're doing all day. Yeah, you should be naked all day <laughs> together. Okay, that's, here's, this is a free tip, okay? Like, <laughs> it just, you don't have to do that. I'm just saying, like, there are things where it's not, oh, we're just going to town. We're just crazy. Eris keeps saying, you know, we're blowing out backs, which is incredibly <laughs> ridiculous to me, by the way. But there are steps that you should be taking to actually build the foundation of that, even if it is a little slow, even if it is baby steps versus from where I'm sitting, it looks like they're just not doing anything. Yeah, that does, it does appear that way sometimes. Mm-hmm, yeah. I also thought it was pretty telling that when Kirsten was talking with his friends that she said she isn't thinking about decision day. That isn't a good sign, and that she doesn't know if she wants to be with him the rest of her life. Wait, she can't answer that question right now. No, but it sounded like a no, almost, <laughs> the way she put that, like, not thinking about decision days, which is not that far away. So no, you do at a certain level need to be thinking about decision day as as you go through, because that does inform how you, how you operate theoretically uh, as, as you work through the process. So yeah, I just, again, I keep saying this, but maybe this is why we haven't had that much footage from them because it's just so boring because they won't do anything. I know. We don't we don't get anything really. Nothing like you mentioned last week, there's no like passion either negatively or positively. It's just right in the middle. Mm-hmm. 
So a big old zero. Goose egg. <laughs> Dom and Mac just went like skewed super negative. And some of these other couples are like climbing slowly into the positives. But these these guys, I mean, at the end of this episode, we're like 17 days in. And they just are as apathetic as ever seeming. You know, I just <laughs> like they haven't progressed since like wedding night, basically. No, it's it's real tough. Well, we can move on then to Iris and Jasmine. Okay. I before we go, I, I do feel like their friends had good insight and stuff. I just don't know if they're in a position to actually make strides. Doesn't seem like from it. From those conversations. But that's that's all I'll say about that for this week. Uh you said Eris and Jasmine, eh? Yes, we open with our favorite cousin returning, <laughs> Felina. Man, she just is all over this season, isn't she? I know. <laughs> just, I mean, since she didn't end up being at the party, we had to, you know, get her in somehow. So Eris has a conversation with her where he admits he is not attracted to Jasmine, but she is an attractive person. Yeah, again, a lot of a lot of roundabout words to say her butt is not big enough. <laughs> I noticed he never said that actually to Felina. Probably should have. I mean, I don't know. Is that something you really should be spreading around? No, but he keeps skirting around it. Otherwise, like... Well, right. If that... At this point in time, if that really still is the crux of the issue, he does need to get that out there. I mean, he's already said it on camera, so... Mm -hmm. So you know he's in big doo-doo <laughs> when... <laughs> you imagine they get to the end and he hasn't revealed that to her and they actually say yes and then she oh, watches no. the season back. <laughs> She's like, excuse me? <laughs> My butt is not big enough for you? What the crap? Um, I just think that their relationship is weird. Like, I guess maybe I'm the weird one, but like, I know my cousins, but he's like really close to this cousin. Yeah, like best friend, sibling, kind of close. But even so, would you tell your sibling all of this stuff about your lack of sexual desire for your spouse? No, all I tell my siblings is just my burning desire for my spouse. <laughs> Nothing negative. No, yeah, it was I, just a lot. Yeah, and she just remains incredibly skeptical. She still thinks Jasmine is, is fake. I know, like, what? Jasmine doesn't seem fake to me at all. So I don't well, know. You've just, you've just had the wool pulled over your eyes, okay? <laughs> you don't just, know the truth. I don't see what she's seeing. Mm-hmm. So Felina herself says she doesn't want to come to the housewarming. No point in getting invested <laughs> in someone who's fake, I guess. Uh, and just then the fact yeah, their relationship isn't going to last. So why should we? Why should why should she even bother? Yeah, it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. But she does tell him go be a husband and have sex with your wife. Well, that and that's a that's a follow up because she specifically asks him if he even wants to be married. And he says he does. Uh -huh. He says yes. I mean, there was a little bit of hesitation there. <laughs> but he did say yes. And so, yeah, then then, uh, then be a husband and, and, you know, go be a husband and have sex with your wife. What did, what did you think of this advice? Because in the after party, Jasmine was not super thrilled with that. I can understand why she wasn't thrilled. Because if he doesn't want to, then it's kind of not great that he's just having sex with her just because, like, that's what he's quote-unquote supposed to do. That's probably not, it's not a good feeling on her end. I, I correct. But also, like, if he is this sexual person, as he has said over and over, it's like, well, why wouldn't you be having sex with your wife? It's not like she's unattractive. He said she is attractive. So. There's just a small issue. 
it's such it's just the most ridiculous thing still but mm -hmm. yeah i so i guess i like that's not bad advice on a on a like very surface level if you like don't take sex literally just just from like his if he really is invested in this he does actually want to be married this is a part of that mm -hmm. the, the the physical and so yeah like he shouldn't just go and blow her back out because that's what he needs to do as a husband though at this point she probably would appreciate that but like it not being told by felina of course but <laughs> but like if he actually is invested he he does need to as we talking about Shaq and Kirsten you have to make a an actual intentional effort whether that is you know is still taking a while to culminate in sex but I again I feel like he's just compartmentalized himself and been like uh I don't know if I can open that part of myself because the butt's an issue and so he's just like not done anything there versus like be a husband and actually be close to her like initiate the physical stuff even if it's just lower down the the rung so to speak of types of physical intimacy in terms of like the vulnerability required but like you have to take those steps even if it's not just straight oh go back have sex you have to be building in in that direction I I just had this thought that when he applauded and she came down the aisle, that was before he saw the, the back <laughs> saw of her. her butt. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this has really been a stumbling block this season. Man. Brutal. Yeah, and then she turned and he saw her profile and he stopped clapping. <laughs> oh, man. Eris, come <sighs> on now. That is, that is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. yeah again all these people sort of ass assuming or acting like things are just gonna fall into place no you gotta you gotta work for it you gotta take those steps so when he returned to the apartment he did end up having a little bit of a tiff with jasmine over felina Surprise, surprise. Well, Jasmine doesn't want Felina to come, which is totally understandable. Right. Neither of them likes the other. No, so it's there's no very reason. It's very mutual. But at the same time, Eris still wants to invite her to the housewarming. And Jasmine does not. And was Yeah, kind but of... at this point, he had already talked to her. So... Right. So basically, as I see it, what happened was they, and as denoted by the saturated footage, that it was a flashback, but like they had that original conversation while they were making the guest list where he kept being like, uh, and Felina, and she kept being like, mm -hmm. so they had that conversation. That was before. Then he went. And, and well so they had that conversation he left she texted him about not wanting to invite yeah. felina he has lunch with felina asks her to come to the housewarming party she says uh no thanks but your marriage is a sham and i'm not going to be invested in this burning down house of a relationship and then he goes back and it's like well like i can't like it just makes me uncomfortable that you don't want to invite her to which jasmine's response is uh yeah i don't want so, that energy in my life did he just ignore her text and ask felina anyway that is my understanding yes wow so then he during that follow-up conversation he was like well she doesn't want to come anyways well he's real lucky <laughs> felina said she didn't want to come then because <laughs> otherwise she'd be showing up that would have been a heck of a an awkward Oof. housewarming if she showed up that is that is for sure 
So yeah, I guess their their house party ended up being fine. There was no. Yeah, though he did, uh, of course, have to bring up that whole sequence of events to to their guests immediately as they at the as they uh, sat sat down, like, oh, she doesn't like Felina. <laughs> I did note that. Aerosity would be very excited if she gave up the rest of her dogs. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, super excited, which just... Oh, man. <laughs> this this relationship is on such shaky ground. Oh. Was there anything else from the couple's potluck you wanted to mention? Uh, uh, let me look here. Uh, I would say, uh, one is that Clint actually has some nice things to say about Gina in, in public. Uh, I mean, it kind of went in a bad direction, uh, when he started talking about crumbs crusty little bits of gina crusty little bits of gina i found that hilarious um (laughs) but his his intention was was good there so i guess we'll give him a half star there um uh, yeah nicole nicole was like well crusty isn't a very romantic way to put it um and then of course and this is this is one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, I I understand why she divorced him. <laughs> with Mac asking, with, has anyone yes, had sex with, yet? With the question, yeah, has anyone had sex yet? Which Dom rolled her eyes so yeah. freaking hard to that, which was also very hilarious. Um, and. Uh, you know, but of course, gives gives Chris and Nicole the chance to uh, reveal that yes, yes, we are, we are going at it. Let me tell you. And Eris has to say she's the only wife getting her back blown out. This phrase will not die. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Nicole says it's better than coffee in the morning. Yeah, she seems to be very satisfied with his performance. Yeah, she did say on after party she didn't have to teach him anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh so so fun to to listen to that uh i guess i will bring up from from the after party since i guess eris and mac were really close jasmine took it very personally that mac would go ahead and like basically direct that question of the, the the sex question towards them, given that like he's probably aware that Eris is not attracted to her. Yeah, it's like he's creating embarrassment for Jasmine, which mm-hmm. isn't super and just ru- cool. rubbing rubbing salt in the wound for the couples who haven't been able to get there yet. Sort of as a final like, ah, f you guys, yeah, have you guys had sex yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then of course. Oh yeah, guys, we're getting divorced. Ugh. Yep. Man. What an interesting episode. Yeah, Nicole was very intense about the divorce. Which <laughs> she did she did apologize for in the afterparty to Dom. Yeah, now that she <laughs> but, has more info. But she's like, Oh, you you'll probably regret this later. You can is there any way you would reconsider? Please. <laughs> you can't give up like that. Oh man, what a what a disaster. Once again, Nicole and Chris are the only ones who I think have a chance. Yeah, maybe. I mean, look. I'm gonna dream. Okay, I'm gonna dream and I'm gonna say Clint and Gina can make it to decision day. They can say yes. <laughs> I can't. I wish you all could see just the incredulity on on Christie's face right now. 
just the intense skepticism at what I just said. I am skeptical. It's it's just not... I have to see more positive growth from them first. Okay, well, I'm still going to say yes, which I, th I think then... <laughs> so sad. Chris and Nicole and Clint and Gina as yeses for me. No for everyone else and then you. Just that singular yes. They, they got to show me more. That is depressing for 17 days into the eight weeks. Usually it falls apart a little later maybe, but... Uh, or maybe we're just becoming more cynical as we age and grow older yeah or we're just influenced by the 0 for 15 record from the past three seasons oh no <laughs> that's so depressing to think about uh as uh, do you have anything else from the after party no besides well I, I i didn't realize this was a thing but i guess what's her face is pregnant oh yeah she's been mentioning I've never oh. noticed that. Like, I've never noticed it been brought up. Like, I haven't noticed it's been brought up. Yeah, she's uh, probably pretty far along at this point. Hmm. Huh. So. Yeah. Interesting. Just a little tidbit that apparently I don't pay very much attention during the after party. <laughs> yeah, each week she just has, like, a little Slight, mocktail oh, or whatever. Yeah. See, I, did, I guess uh, I didn't even... Because I only noticed it this week that she's said it and so i thought she might be catholic or something since i think lent is happening at some point and i think you yeah. have to give up stuff but no she's just pregnant uh the the final thing i wanted to talk about and this is just a sampy rant a little bit but i really wish that they would change their their process a little bit to give people a little bit more of a shot particularly on the physical side of things because i think that that ends up being so much of an obstacle for people that it it bleeds so much into everything else and can really poison a relationship and obviously there are different angles that and different areas that can poison these relationships but it seems like the physical intimacy side of things is a really powerful poison if the couples aren't able to like make some progress there or understand how to approach that sort of thing. I mean, even you talk about Clint and Gina's party uh, and their friends talking about like, oh yeah, like they just seem like they have so many of the foundational things and they have to like learn how to let attraction grow versus most people start dating somebody because they're like, oh, I like your face. <laughs> and then have to build yeah. all, that are other, you, all that other stuff. Are you stuff. talking about doing something during the casting process or after they've already been matched? So I would say after they've been matched. I know we've kind of talked about before, like maybe like could you, you know, send them to the honeymoon, you know, on an afternoon flight and have some sort of educational type thing in you know the first half of the day after you know so something like that where like you could even have you know experts whether it's that uh, you know our known experts or just an actual you know therapist couples therapist and be like hey like this is a weird situation you're in and the physical side of things is going to be real weird. So maybe you should think about these things and like here are some sort of generalized steps you can take to think through this stuff this versus is, like feeling the pressure. This is where Dr. Viviana would come in handy. I like, I miss her. She was the, I guess, sex therapist, I guess the show had where she would talk about stuff like that. But it seems like usually we get Pastor Cal first after the honeymoon is over and attract unattraction has set in yeah they definitely yeah they definitely need something because again you think this is a stressful process and people are gonna turn sour and say no on decision day or say no afterwards like 
this isn't a guarantee or of of anything, but I feel like it would at least give a little bit of hope for the relationships because at least oh we have these tools like we may just ignore them, but oh we can actually have a progression of getting through some things on the physical side of things and how to kind of let that attraction grow even though it's a weird circumstance and that's kind of how how i feel because i i i think that it really does them a disservice not to have some sort of counseling post-marriage but pre everything going down that we just end up in all these situations where you know yeah, you have gingery features. Ah, you're more just slender, and I, like you have no way of getting back from that. I think that's a casualty of it being a reality TV show. Because if we were really focused on marriages, that would happen immediately. But no, we have the drama immediately, <sighs> which sets them up to fail. I so. just think that even if you set them up better, there would still be a lot of drama. And it would still be be compelling TV, and Perhaps. so that that is, that is my personal conviction <laughs> that we could have a higher success rate while also still enjoying the show. Yeah, there is a balance there if they wanted to make it work. Mm-hmm. But I guess not. I'm beginning to think Pastor Cal wants them to fail. <laughs> so you get a bigger paycheck if they say no on decision day or break up within three no, months. No, I can't imagine that's true. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm being horrible. So there, I'll get off my soapbox. Um, I just, I feel for these couples because relationships are hard just on a normal basis. And then you throw a bunch of idiots together and they have to try to figure out their crap with, it seems like barely any guidance, any tools at their disposal to make that process a little, a little easier and a little, uh, a little smoother, higher chance of success. But there you go. What do I know? I'm just sitting here on a podcast talking about reality TV.